Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll get into our story in a minute, but right now here's a little scene at the McGee's that might take place in any American home. Hey, Molly, what's a 15-letter word meaning friend? 15-letter word? Mm-hmm. Definitely days, McGee. What do you think I am, a 24-volume encyclopedia? Okay, if you can't answer it, kiddo, I'll figure it out for myself. Hey, just a minute, McGee. Could it be two words like prudential agent? He's certainly a good friend of ours. Mm, let me see. Prudential. Say, you got something there. Of course it's prudential agent. Isn't he just about the friendliest guy we know? He sure is. You know, he's one man who's happiest when he's busy helping other people plan a more secure future for their family, when he's showing you how to get the most for your life insurance dollar. Yes, and how you can make all those wonderful retirement dreams come true. Of course, he's also Johnny on the spot if any real trouble comes your way. Among the first to bring you the kind of help you need when you need it most. Take our advice, friends, and get in touch with your prudential agent tomorrow. Come what may, you'll find him one of the best friends your family ever had. Here on a Sunday evening in downtown Wistful Vista are two hurrying people. Hurry, Molly, hurry. I am hurrying. Slow down a little. I can't slow down, kiddo. We're just barely going to make the last show as it is. Hey, guess what the cartoon is? Well, from the way you're hippity-hopping me around the corner, it's got to be Bugs Bunny. Right. I hope we're not late on account of it, because... Oh, look at that line, McGee. Doggone it, wouldn't you know? What did you say was playing here besides Bugs Bunny? Manhunter. Hunter of men in Manhunt. Oh? Crime doesn't pay except at the box office, huh? This guy, Manhunter, is the original unblinking private eye. You know, kind of like Dragnet, only a day ahead. A day ahead of Dragnet? Yeah, his motto is, if I can solve it for you Thursday, why wait for Friday? (laughs) Don't you get it, Molly? Dragnet, Sergeant Friday, Thursday? It's ain't funny, McGee. Yeah, I don't know what I'm laughing at. With us rushing all the way down here, now that long line we've got to stand in. I didn't know you were dragging me to one of those silly blundering thud movies or I'd have stayed home. Blundering thud? Don't you mean blood and thunder? I mean what I said. All those movie detectives do is blunder around and thud their unconscious. <laughs> See? The only thing they seem to use their stubby little heads for is to stop some other blunt instrument. Well, I'm not going to stand in this line. Come on with me. Where? I'm going to talk to the manager, whoever that guy is up there by the ticket ticker. I'll just say, oh, hey, bud. Uh, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. No seats on the main floor at present. No balcony seats. Plenty of load seats. Step right up to the window for load seats. Let's go home. Oh, wait a second. Uh, how much is load seats more than the other seats, bud? 20 cents. Well, kiddo, it's either that or probably miss half the show waiting in line. 40 cents more. What the heck? It's only money. I'll do it. Well, I like a plunger, sir. Gloria, two load seats for the gentleman. $1.70, sir. Here you are. Okay, Molly, we're all set. Load seats. I hope they're worth the money. Yeah, these seats better be good, bud, or I'll be back down here with a roar that'll make Leo the lion wish he was back in Africa. <laughs> Come on, Molly. For that extra 20 cents, I hope we catch the whole show. Let's hurry so we don't miss the cartoon, kiddo. Come on, up we go. Oh, look at all those steps. Uh-oh. 
Want me to sneak in the lower floor and see if there's a couple of empty seats? After we paid for loges? I should say not. Come on. Okay. How much further is it, McGee? We must be awfully high right now. Well, it's like Bob Hope says. I don't know how high we are, but two eagles just flew past my head. Well, you better watch those eagles, my boy. They're probably jealous of the big egg you laid with that one. Yeah. Onward and upward, baby. Ooh, wow, what a climb. Shh. Now we've got to walk all the way down to the front of the balcony where the load seats are. Yeah. There it was, the only clue. A frilly handkerchief with a whiff of tantalizing French perfume and an embroidered monogram which read... 444 Swope Street, apartment 14A. Oh, dear, the feature picture started already. That's Manhunter himself. Watch your step. Why? I've done nothing I'm ashamed of. I mean, these stairs, they're dark. Found myself in front of a door marked 14A at 444 Swope Street. I knocked on the door. And as I knocked, the door silently swung open. And there stood Hot Lips. She was about five foot tall and must have weighed a hundred pounds soaking wet. And even soaking wet, she looked good to me. Our eyes locked. Here, Molly, here's two down on the front row. Pardon me, please. Pardon. Thank you. Isn't this nice? Yeah, yeah. Complete uninterrupted view. Wait till I get my coat off and I'll help you with yours. If you'll just hold my handbag. Never mind, I'll just put it here on the front ledge while I take... Grab it! What? Oh! Ah, heavenly day. What happened? What happened? My handbag. I brushed it off and it fell into the people down there. That hit me. Who's throwing things? That's an accident, pal. Just hold on to that handbag. I'll be right down there. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. It's a sad truth, but highway accidents don't seem to disturb us much unless someone in our own family is involved. We are shocked, however, and do become excited when an occasional disaster or catastrophe strikes and claims a large toll of lives. Why? If a tornado over which man has no control strikes several states and takes over 100 or 200 lives, is that disaster any worse than a loss of 100 or 200 lives in a single day or on a holiday weekend in automobile accidents over which... Drivers do have control in the way they conduct themselves on the highways. You can do your part in helping to fight this disaster on the highways by being a safer driver and working in your community and state for strict law enforcement that means safer traveling for all of us. Keep your car in good mechanical condition for safe driving. Drive with courtesy and caution. And at all times, drive as though your life depends on it, because it does. Hey, this where my wife's handbag fell down? No, McGee. Huh? Where are... Oh, hi, Molly. Hi. Hi. Two rows back, dearie. Oh, thanks. Hey, you see a handbag drop from the loge? Oh, my head. Oh, I think it's split. You. You the guy that dropped that sandbag? What you mean, sandbag? It was a handbag. Just a little bitty alligator purse. Oh, felt like a whole alligator. Ah. Darn near broke my head. Least I got his percussion of the brain. Oh, it couldn't hurt that bad, bud. I'm sorry about it, but don't talk silly. I've been knocked silly. Why, I can't even remember have I gotten insurance coverage for this. But have I got a lump on my head? 
Was it sugar you could make lemonade for a whole picnic? Hey, where is it? Right here on the top of my head. No, my wife's alligator handbag. Should be down here somewhere. Excuse me, lady. Oh, I'm sorry. There's your shoe. Well, my stars. I'm looking for a bag. That's my wife. It dropped back in the next row. Okay, okay. Coming through, please. Coming through. The blow on the head didn't knock me out, but the stars floated all around me like colored tapioca. Oh, my head. Poor guy. I know exactly how he feels. <laughs> ah, here's the purse. Only everything's so scattered. Gosh, all himmel. Uh, lift up your feet, will you, bud? Okay. But I think I'm going to sue you. What for? What did I do? My wife put her handbag on the little ledge in front of the loges and it accidentally fell off. An accident. Well, it's an accident. So I'll sue your wife. What's her name? You got a search warrant, bud? What's that got to do with it? You got a search warrant for rooting around down there on your hands and knees? What's your wife's name? I don't know. I forgot. Excuse me. I think that something belongs to me. I searched the warehouse in vain for a clue to who had bopped me. Then, just as I was ready to give up there in the cracked mirror, I saw the lump on my forehead and stamped there in red the mark of hot lips. Excuse me, please. I dropped something and I want to get through it. Huh? You there. Crawling around the floor. Come out of there. You're missing everything sitting there on the floor. I ain't sitting here. My wife dropped her purse and I'm gathering it up. Uh-oh, here's her lipstick. Oh, so you're the one. The one what? Man squawked that he was bummed. Had a lump on his head. Wanted to sue. Had to give him a six-month pass, but I... Shh, quiet. Quiet or I'll call the manager. Yeah, pipe down. Oh, but I'm the manager. Well, then you ought to be ashamed, disturbing the peace. What do we pay admission for in 20 cents extra in the loges? So lend me your flashlight so as I can see what I'm looking for and trot back to your popcorn. You can't scare me with your threats and ambuscades, no-nos. What you mean, no-nos? I got enough nose to... Oh, that's the picture. Remember, you're dealing with man-hunter. Hunter of men. You coming out of there or not? I'll get the cop and... Oh, don't get your artificial shirt front with the painted studs in it and such an uproar, Si. I got everything back in the bag now. Excuse me, lady. Coming out. Pardon me. Sorry, bud. Ah, feels good to stand up again. Now, if you'll kindly go back to your load seats. And so I crushed her to me there in the darkness. And when I kissed her... All of a sudden, I knew it was... Hot lips. Oh, for the love of my gosh. The end of the picture. <laughs> I do a good job, kiddo? You found everything belongs in your handbag? Well, seems like I've now got three extra compacts. There's no trace of my comb, but here are five strange ones. What? But somehow or other, there's $8 more in my change purse than there was when I left home, and uh, let me take a good look. Yes, sir. Just to top the evening off, McGee. <laughs> this is not my handbag at all. What? Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Here is one sure way to brighten up the daytime hours and speed your chores along. 
Tune to NBC for the best in weekday listening, morning and afternoon. NBC morning highlights include Mary Margaret McBride, who chats with you in her friendly and informal manner about people and places of interest, along with fascinating little everyday items that'll bring out a smile as sparkling as a glint from a diamond. Make it a bright, happy habit to listen to Mary Margaret McBride each weekday morning. Other favorites on NBC's morning highlights include Strike It Rich, the show with a heart starring Warren Hull. Also, The Phrase That Pays, a fast and funny quiz show with Ted Brown. And in the afternoon, you'll hear from your longtime friend Stella Dallas, Just Plain Bill, Young Witter Brown, and that refreshing new NBC program, Hotel for Pets. Yes, speed the mornings and afternoons along with exciting, entertaining NBC highlights, the best in daytime entertainment. Listen tomorrow. This item in the paper tonight, Molly G. Was listen to this. Yeah. It says twelve years ago, a fisherman dropped his wristwatch in the Mississippi River below the Keokuk Dam. Mm-hmm, yeah. And yesterday, the same fisherman fishing in the same spot hooked and landed a sixty-five pound catfish, took it home, and told his wife to clean it and cook it. Yes, yes. Go on. That's all. But isn't that a big catfish? Sixty. Imagine a sixty-five pound catfish. Boy, I'd where are you going? To bed. Oh. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed. Paul Freeze played Manhunter and Rolf Sedan the theater manager. Well, like many another otherwise sane male, Mr. McGee fancies himself quite a culinary expert when it comes to his own special recipe for chili con carne. Tomorrow, his yearning for this delectable concoction overcomes him, and you can just see the mess in Mrs. McGee's kitchen now. For further details, be with us again tomorrow night on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve for more fun in Summerfield tonight on the NBC Radio Network.